My stories took place in 1986 in Botswana. And Botswana at that time was a uh, trackless land teeming with herds of springbok and zebras, prides of lions, cheetahs, you name it. People lived in small villages in round mud huts with thatched roofs and no electricity or running water. I was there with the Peace Corps to teach high school science. I just graduated from college in North Carolina, where I'd lived all my life up till that point. North Carolina is tame. There's virtually nothing dangerous in that state. If anything is the slightest bit dangerous, you're not allowed to do it. It's a stark contrast to Africa. We had been in uh, training, we had just finished three months of training, learning Setswana, the local language, um, and the culture, when Peace Corps held a picnic for the 200 volunteers, new and old, in the country. They bussed us all out to a picnic area on the edge of the Kalahari Desert, and they provided us with kegs of beer and grilled goat, bubbling cauldrons of samp and beans and cornmeal porridge, I was sitting at a picnic table with my best friend, Teresa, when she motioned to a sign that read, Lion Enclosure. And she said, you want to take, take some pictures? We wandered down a dirt trail for about a quarter mile till we came to a high chain link fence, about 12 feet. The fence enclosed several acres of uh, thorn bushes and rocks and stands of grass and at least half a dozen lions. One of the lions was pacing along the fence. I stuck my fingers through the chain link. I wanted to pet him when he came by. <laughs> but then I reconsidered. <laughs> Teresa was behind me focusing her 35 millimeter camera. That was before digital. She kept angling the lens one way and another. Finally, she grabbed the chain link and shook it and she said, I can't take a shot through this fence. I want to go inside. Do you think the lions are tame? <laughs> well, I considered it. I said, I think they get fed, so they're probably not hungry. <laughs> and lions don't typically eat people, so they wouldn't have a taste for humans already. Matter of fact, I've known so many humans that wouldn't eat anything they'd never tasted before. I doubt it'd happen. Um, there's no cups. I don't see why they would attack us. We should ask the gamekeeper. He wouldn't let us in if it was dangerous. So, back at the picnic, I spotted the gamekeeper. He was this old Matswana man in a khaki uniform with epaulets on his shoulders. He was talking to the cook, a Matswana woman, grilling the goat. I approached him. Dumelara Otsahile. That's the correct address. He responded, Dumelama. Now, I knew it was impolite in Setswana to get to the point of conversation right away. But I was impatient. So I said, can we go in the line enclosure? <laughs> he stared at me. Then he said something to the cook in Setswana, and they both started laughing. I thought, maybe he didn't understand. So I took Teresa's camera and I said, Ditao, the lions, we want to take photos. He stopped laughing. 
Now he was angry. He started yelling at Setswana, waving his wooden staff in the air. I whispered to Teresa, I guess the lions aren't tame. As he finished his rant, I was about to walk away when suddenly he said, come. And he strode off through the crowd. Teresa and I rushed after him. He started down the path to the lions. I said, maybe there's a viewing platform. We didn't really look for one. When we got to the fence, he pulled a ring of keys from his belt, opened the gate, ushered us in. He went in and closed the gate. I was shocked. I had never expected to get in. The lion who'd been stalking along the fence was at the far corner. Ahead of us, two lions lay next to a rock. On the ground, they looked less intimidating. Teresa snapped a couple of shots. Farther on, we saw a large male with a full mane. He was sitting upright next to a stand of grass. Teresa said, go pose with the lion, Gretchen. I was scared. Those animals were powerful, at least 400 pounds with two-inch claws. But still, when was I ever going to get another chance to pose with a lion? I stood next to him. Teresa said, put your hand on his head. I wasn't sure what to do with my hand, but I've had cats, so I started scratching behind his ears. He didn't seem to mind. I said, Teresa, hurry and take the picture. Teresa said, I'm having trouble focusing. It's frightening to put the camera to my face with the lions behind me. Really? I continued to scratch. Suddenly, the lion twisted his head, took my arm in his mouth. He wasn't biting but I couldn't get my arm free. I said, Teresa, he's got my arm in his mouth. Teresa said, well, pull it out. <laughs> I tugged gently, but you guys know what cats do when you pull something away from them. He bit down harder. I panicked. I ripped my arm out of his mouth. His tooth sliced the skin. There was a drip of blood. I turned and ran. He lunged forward with his teeth and grabbed the back of my shorts and jerked me to a halt. And suddenly, the seams on my shorts gave, and I stumbled forward. <laughs> Teresa grabbed me, and we ran. The other lions had gotten excited by all the commotion. The air was full of roars and rumbles and dust from the ground as they pounded towards us. The gamekeeper ran forward with his staff, knocking the lions out of the way to make a path. We all three got out the gate. And I had no pants. But I had brought a skirt in my backpack because I really shouldn't have been wearing shorts. It was improper. So I ran to the bus, put on my dress, and then I thought, you know, that was really dangerous. Why the gamekeeper let us in? It occurred to me that Botswana had been a colony until just recently. This man had had to obey white people most of his life. I had put him in a really difficult position, 
having to decide whether to refuse my request or allow me to be in danger. I thought, yeah, that's why he did it. But over the years, as I've thought about it, I've wondered, did that old man maybe think that that foolish white girl needed to get her butt bitten? <laughs> Thank you.